Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rodcast. We've been talking about the fivefold ministry gifts, and today we're talking about the last one, the pastor, uh, the pastoral gifts. So, Pastor Rod, what what does it mean to be a pastor? What does this word even mean, pastor? We use yeah. it a lot these days in churches, but could you unpack that a little bit for us, and we'll go from there? Yeah, simply the New Testament word means shepherd, one who cares for the sheep, really cares well, loves the sheep, feeds the sheep, teaches the sheep. Whatever it's it's a shepherd, and I think we need to always remember this word because um, it's a beautiful picture, isn't it? Jesus said, you know, in in uh, John ten ten, I am the good shepherd. the 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 good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. So Jesus is the ultimate picture of a pastor, of a shepherd. And um, I've had the great joy when I was a little boy to go to my co- cousin's sheep farm in uh, Australia every every year in September when there were baby baby lambs and and just watch the care of a farmer or a shepherd. I've had the great joy of seeing that and seeing how um, that the shepherd feeds, protects, shears the sheep, takes care of the baby lambs. And I've, I've seen the picture in, in, in modern world of what a modern shepherd looks like. And it's, a, it's, a, it's always a, just a beautiful picture. The shepherd is not always super soft for example if the sheep are going towards somewhere dangerous he's going to send the dog around to get the the sheep out of there or he's going to pull the sheep out of the the bog out of the the riverbank uh, before it drowns so the, the, the shepherd is not just this sweet nice guy the shepherd is a wise caring loving picture and i just i think i love that so the picture of a shepherd is is a good shepherd lays down his life is strong is hardy is emotionally tough is 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 is, is this person character but he's there for the sheep and i think that when we see it that way um the shepherd the 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 word pastor really should have a wonderful meaning in everyone's minds in fact it's jesus the word shepherd only appears 18 times in the new testament and um six of those times is jesus saying i'm the shepherd so very much the picture of a shepherd is who is Jesus and what is he like? And he's amazingly good, but he's also strong. He's not the, 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 the sickly little uh, voice, the, the little um, trailing voice, but he's a strong voice. And I guess we could go to Psalm 23, which again shows the work of the shepherd. I am, uh, you know, the, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, probably the... The, the, the number one known verse in the Bible, that plus John 3.16, are the two most well-known verses around the world. Uh, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. He, is, he's, he cares and he gives. And anyway, so I think that once we have that picture uh, of a strong personality that cares and loves and warns and prevents uh, the, the wolves, and it, it, it's, it's a whole rounded picture of what a pastor is. And once I've said that, I, I think the word pastor is used in our world of all these five gifts we've been reading in Ephesians 4, like apostle, prophet, mm. evangelist, teacher, pastor. I think that the word pastor has superseded all five, but I think that there are five different types of, of pastor, just as like there's different temperaments of people. And we could talk about, I think we need to talk about that because the the, yeah. the 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 true pastor, the pastor pastor, <laughs> um, 
is often seen as super caring. And, um, but there's different types of pastors. There's the, the teaching pastor, the apostolic pastor, the prophetic pastor, the evangelistic pastor, and the pastor pastor. Does that make sense? Like it, the word pastor mm-hmm. has over, what's the word, o- o- over, overflowed to all the different giftings, which is fine. But I think that there are different types of pastors. Mm. It's almost like it's become like a word of like Lido, like a, a, a some kind of leadership in the church has is, is, is become a pastor, that word. Yeah. And it's a nice word. It's a great word. And uh, I think we can never lose the concept of the caring, feeding, loving person. Mm. So, you know, someone who says, oh, well, I'm apostolic, I'm, I'm not so caring. I think we have to say, well, hang on, yeah. you, you, you've got to maintain something of the pastor's heart, which which is caring. Mm. And I'm not saying all apostles are like that, but I'm just saying the, yeah. the, the, the word is beautiful. It just is not understood. In fact, here in Japan, um, the, the word for pastor is not known at all because the, the evangelical church here is so tiny. You know, only 0.2% of people go to a, a church like ours or a Bible-believing church, 0.2%. So majority of Japanese, if you say, you know, the word is bokushi, you know, I'm a, I'm a bokushi, they go, huh? They've never heard the word, never heard the word. And I was thinking about that and I thought, well, when I got saved at 19 in Sydney, Australia, I didn't know the meaning of the word pastor either because I came from, I was born in a family that went to the Anglican church when I was little and the peaceful people were called priests or reverends. I never heard the word pastor either, really. Um, and, and you might think, well, that's, you must have heard it somewhere, I think probably in a movie. or. But when I was become, close to becoming a Christian and I first went to a church, I didn't know that word. Um, I was truly outside of, of, of being a Christian. And so I'd heard of reverend or priest. I didn't know what a pastor was as well. So the word here in Japan, bokushi, the, the, the Japanese kanji, boku, bokushi, shi means like a, an, a, a tradesman or a, a person trained. Boku means the one with the cattle. <laughs> so it's even lost the concept of the one with the sheep in, in, in Japanese or Chinese kanji. It's sort of a, a strange word here in Asia, uh, probably even stranger than in Australia or America. And so the word is so unusual here in Japan that when um, our very first convert, uh, his name's Yuya, we love Yuya, uh, became a believer. But when I first met him, he said to me, ah, hello, what's your name? I said, my name's Rod. He said, what do you do? What's your job? And I said, I'm a pastor in English, in English, because he was speaking to me in English a pastor. He said, okay, great. Thank you. And it was only like a few months later, he got saved and he came back and he said, ah, now I understand that what as a pastor, I thought when you said pastor, I thought when you said you were a pastor, like you were a noodle, you were like, you know, the Italian pastor, (laughs) the, 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 the stringy, you know, <laughs> and he was still polite, was still and polite. nice about it, yeah. even though you just said yeah. something mental. <laughs> I think it's a great picture of the complexity of this word around the world, um, which doesn't bother me. I mean, I'm a I'm a pastor, but 
in Japan, the word that people use for pasta is sensei, which we've all heard this from Karate Kid, right? Right. <laughs> yes, sensei. Japanese teacher. The word sensei means teacher. And so in Japan, I'm called Rod Sensei or Rod or Sensei, Teacher Rod. I'm, I'm, I'm not called Bokushi Rod. No one uses that word. It's so mm. rare. No one knows it. No one knows how to write it. So they use the word Sensei. And so when I come back to Japan and I have to put on the, 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 the card, the, the customs card, what is your occupation? I always put teacher because when I put pastor, I always get pulled aside to explain what this word is. <laughs> but because I'm teacher rod, sensei rod, I can put teacher. Um, but it does show the complexity of this word in different cultures. And people coming out of different cultures might call me a priest or a father or a, uh, they don't know the word pastor. And I know we're getting into a sort of little, little, little weeds here, but I think it's interesting how much this word is misunderstood in many cultures. Yeah. Of the world, in fact, when I was dating Viv, and when I was, uh, I, I was, I wasn't even a pastor in Australia. I, I, I wasn't ordained. Um, I was a salesman, but because I was a strong Christian, her friend was getting married. They asked me to do the engagement vows. Like they're from, she was from a Greek background. He was from a, a Fijian background, and they asked me to do the pastoral or the the priest's prayer. So here's this big, you know, lavish event, beautiful food. And they called me up and um, they called me uh, Father. <laughs> I was called, I was a salesman. They called me Father Rod. Uh, would you come and pray the blessing on the engaged couple? And um, I also laughed because I was just at the party. I was dancing with Viv and I didn't even know if the father was supposed to be single or, you know, uh, it was just, but I, I got up there and prayed for blessing and they said, thank you, Father Rod. And, you know, I could have made a big deal and, you know, I'm not a father, and, but it wasn't, it wasn't the moment. Um, and so people around the world have said to me, what is a pastor? And I think the answer is we're, we're people who lead churches, that's your word, leaders in the church who care for the people. Um, I don't know. Mm. There was a lot of sort of thoughts in there. Uh, it, it's all around the 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 complexity of this word pastor so when we get to ephesians 4 it talks about the five it probably does describes better what is this role um but i don't care what you call me uh just don't call me late for dinner sorry that's an old dad joke um (laughs) um, what do you think about all that Is, is that an issue in in hong kong well, the word <clears throat> the word in Cantonese is moxie, which is quite close to boxy. Yeah, I'm sure there's some same uh, characters in there, and we do use it here, right? Um, but the culture is very different um, than Japan, obviously. And uh, you know, even for me, pastor was a loaded word. Uh, you know, coming into Lifehouse, it can mean many different things to people. Um, I've also had people come to church and say, "Oh, you're not." You're not like my vicar back home, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. right, whatever you want to call me. Like, yeah. um, that's fine. They've got their words. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, for me personally, when I, as I, as I got more into my Bible and, and seeing what, what, what does a pastor actually do? And this word shepherd. Yeah. And those verses 
that talk about like uh, taking care of the flock and Ooh. doing it willingly, mm. um, things like that. I thought this is honestly, I think there's some elements of even parenting that are there. Like what you're describing, like you can't like there's this there's this relationship. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that pastors are, are the parents of people in our church, like, but I but I think there's a relationship. There is a uh, you know moments where you know there is uh, real conversations and if maybe some correction. There's there's love. Yeah, uh, like you said, the, they they called you father. I think there there is a part of that too. Yeah. Um, and I think as I looked into more of that and what a real shepherd, what a shepherd really is, and Jesus being the ultimate model of that, um, that made it become attractive to me. And some of mm. my previous ideas kind of melted away mm. the things that made me actually not want to be a pastor because right. I, I was kind of, I kind of feel like I was dragged into that role, kicking and screaming. Like I, I didn't, I didn't want to be a pastor but there was a part of me that was seeing what you were doing and was wanting right. exactly to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the word was loaded. And so I had to process all of that yeah. in my own journey. Mm. And uh, a lot of that was through seeing models like you and others, and then also seeing, well, God speaking to me through scripture about what a shepherd actually looks like. Yeah. That's, and uh, that's I thought that great. was wonderful. The, the scripture that you referred to is 1 Peter 5, 2. It says, shepherd, this is... Um, Peter, who Simon Peter, who who you know betrayed Jesus, came back, became the leader mm-hmm. of the early church, shepherd the flock of God, which is among you, serving as overseers, not by compulsion, but willingly, not for dishonest gain, but eagerly. So Peter is saying, if you're going to be a pastor, do it with your heart. Just just love it, love, love the people, love God, love what you do. And I think that's what you're saying when you realized, oh, that's a pastor. It it did change the the picture. Well, the same thing for me as, as again as a little boy going to a, a more formal church in Australia where people wore very you know colourful robes and there's all sorts of things I I never understood any of that and then I, I wasn't going to church for all my life until I became a Christian. Well, anyway, let's leave it at that. Um, and then I went to the church and people were wearing suits. The church I actually did get become a believer and and now we wear t-shirts. And um, I, I think the picture is really important. It's not what you wear, it's what you do, right? It's um, really important. Um, we're not making any comment about clothes that people wear, but, but for us, we're trying to attract a young crowd in, in Tokyo or Hong Kong. Um, a few weeks ago, I was in one of our campuses here in Southwest Tokyo, which is doing well. And they just had five new boys, young men come in from university to hear about Jesus for the very first time. And they were sitting in a, after the church, they were sitting in a small group discussing what happened in the service, which was really positive and good. But I could hear them saying about how we were dressed very informally. And they had to explain, yes, in church, we don't care about the clothes. We care about the heart. But I was just interested to hear they obviously had image of something even young men in Japan who had never mm. been to church in their life, not one of them, still probably from movies or something, had this picture of what a, a pastor was because of the clothes. And I, the, the conversation was, it's not about the clothes, it's about the heart. And I thought, yeah, that's so true. 
but I don't care what clothes people wear in certain parts of the world. They wear very ornate clothes and I think, great, enjoy that. But um, it's, it's, it's what this scripture is saying, 1 Peter 5, 2, you know, when you do it willingly, not about money, love the people and you'll be very, very fulfilled. And uh, that's what I want to do with, with my life, yeah? Mm. Yeah, me too. I found those verses inspiring and then seeing it, I, I, I guess, you know, your influence was, was bigger in my journey and seeing that look quite, I don't know, it was relatable. Yeah. I think if you were dressed a certain way, I, it would have just been another barrier, I guess. Right. You know, it's not yeah. uh, just another thing that I didn't understand maybe. Sure. And again, let me say, this is our context. We're not judging other people's context, but our context is to reach young people in Asia. Um, now, that's what God has called us to do. And I, you know, mm-hmm. I've been to certain churches around the world where they really have wore most beautiful suits and I'm admiring mm-hmm. their suits, but I'm thinking that's a different context than, mm-hmm. than us. But yeah. And we have people showing up to church in suits yeah. in Hong Kong. Yeah. We have, you know, their first time and sure. And no one cares. Yeah. Like it's, it's not about that, but obviously that's their experience. And so cool. If you want to wear that, mm. great. We do tell people what the dress code is before they come. I know a lot of churches even put that on the website. Because we've, mm. we've had people turn up in suits too and they're embarrassed because they're the only one. Mm. So, yeah, we, um, we say, hey, you know, just, just we're casual. Um, we don't want pe- mm. people to feel, although people have come straight from their work, might be involved in real estate or something. They've come on a Sunday and they're in suits mm. uh, because they've just come from their job. And we say, no problem. It's not an issue. Yeah. But I think that getting back to, what is a pastor? It's a beautiful picture, but I do believe that there is this, 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 um, you know, so many different types of pastor. There is as many yeah. types of pastor as there is temperaments. And so my temperament, your temperament are slightly different. Um, and there are people who are really, really, really super caring people in the world. There'd be people who are involved with like nursing, you know, doctors and, um, uh, really caring professions. Um, that's what they look like in 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 a, in a not church environment. And in the church, they're very very caring. And I think with this gift, there are people like that that we desperately need. I I, I know we desperately need people like that in every every one of our churches, who just love and care and pray and and help. And I mean, we're all supposed to do all that. But you know, they they're just absolutely loving that area um and they're sort of like and they're usually better at it yeah they're the pastor pastors i call them and and we've had people in our movement who have that gift and i'd look at it and i think wow um yeah but not everyone is that style and one of our pastors who had that gift left to to go back to australia did a great job really wonderful job uh the next pastor came in and he said, I'm not like the other pastor. And we said, that's fine because we're all different. And we had mm. to explain this concept of temperament that not everyone is of the same temperament or ability to care and counsel. So we need mm. all types. We need every type of pastor and the caring, really caring and the people who are more structural. And the second guy is extremely caring. I've got to say that, but he is very structural and he, the church maybe needed that at that time. 
And the other thing I'd say is, um, as I've seen real pastor-pastor caring people, is often they need um, boundaries. And I don't mean they're going to do something wrong, but mm. often caring people are available 24-7. And unfortunately, I have seen some burnout in my years of pastoring in Australia, especially, where people who had no boundaries and were just caring and caring did burn out. And the sad thing is when the really caring, caring people burn out, you've really lost something. You've really lost something valuable because people in burnout withdraw, you know, from from those roles, don't they? So I would say that, that people have got to have some boundaries if they're really in that temperament, which we love. Is is the mercy gift linked, like the motivational mercy gift, like, yeah. is that linked to this pastoral gift? Yeah, I, I, think, or, I think in all so. cases or? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we talk about the pastor, pastor, the really wonderful, mm. caring person, definitely driven by mercy. We've got a few friends of ours in the world who truly incredibly merciful. One of them is our friend in Tejas, uh, Marlo and Cheryl Phillip in New Delhi doing an amazing job just reaching hundreds of kids and probably thousands in their families in slums mm. and we've been supporting them for over 10 years I think and just love them but they, that mercy gift is so incredible to watch and you, you almost feel unloving in comparison that's that's not the right answer but you, you think this, this is truly a beautiful gift um, we need more people with that gift but again uh, they've got boundaries. They've got structures. How to care for the immense number of poor and needy people around them. Otherwise, they wouldn't get sleep and they wouldn't have personal life. So they do have boundaries. Mm. But I right. Be- yeah. You, you- Sorry. I just what, what you were going. What you're saying just then really just jumped out at me. It's like the boundary is because the need is so huge. That it's it's impossible for one person to to meet the need yeah. of like the poverty in India, right? Yeah. Like how it's it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so, as a if you're if if you are that way inclined and you want to care for every single person that comes across your path, it's not su- sustainable. No. It's only going to lead in, in burnout if you if yeah. you don't have th- those boundaries. Yeah, and, and and as I said, when people burn out, it takes a long time to come back. It depends how severe. So boundaries, yeah, in their case means that they've got to maintain a normal family life. They've got to maintain normal Mm -hmm. sleeping habits and eating habits and health habits to be able to help more. Because if the carers burn out, you've really lost something very, very valuable. So that, yeah. And I think in a local church, maybe it's not as severe as that. It could be. Um, We've got friends in Indonesia with the same mercy gift and other countries, I'm sure, in Australia. Um, and Japan, we just have to make sure they are taking care of themselves. Um, and, but I, I do think even in a local church context, there is kind of need all over the place. Yeah. I mean, people come into church, usually they're looking for a solution to something that's going on in their life. And you, you could, you, you could quickly find yourself mm. with no time for your own family or yeah. well-being and-, and as I said I have seen it um, when I was a younger pastor yeah. um, I've, I've seen it and uh, I, I do think boundaries would have helped that an example of boundaries might be saying we're not going to take 
uh, phone calls during our meal times, or we're going to turn off our phones during after this time at night. We're not going to take emergency calls unless it's really an emergency. Now, of course, anyone who's a pastor will have to have ac- access to emergency situations. I'm not saying we withdraw. I'm just mm-hmm. saying we try to manage that. For example, some people say, can you counsel me 10 at night? And the answer is no, but I'm available at 8 in the morning. That That's sort of boundaries that we're available at the appropriate time to our family, um, mm-hmm. making sure the care is are cared for in that situation. Yeah. So it's not, let's be clear. It's not rejecting people who have needs. It's, no. uh, they have to, we, we, we're, we're directing them towards how they can get help without actually hurting the person who's caring for them so that they can yeah. do that for a long time and care for a lot of people. Absolutely. Um, I mean, one of the greatest caring people I know is in Sydney. He's still, he's been a pastor, I think about 40 years there in that one church. And he's now in his seventies, the most loved person in the whole church, he and his wife, and they're in and out of hospital themselves. And so they're, they're getting on, but they are so passionate, so passionate to help people. But again, there's boundaries. Um, just, you, you, you just got to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. I don't mean that selfishly, mm. but you just long life is long, and we have to make sure we're maintaining good habits. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Well, I don't know; it just comes up a lot uh, in in our team. In our team here, is is building things in a way that's sustainable. Like we want to be doing this, yeah, long into our retired years. Like you know, leading at high levels in the church and having a big impact for God. We mm. we don't want this to be a sprint. Um. So, yeah, boundaries make a lot of sense, especially for people who, who yeah. do and, deeply care. And even Jesus, let's get back to the Good Shepherd. Um, it says he got up early and went away and prayed for himself by himself, and people were looking for him, but he, he, he wasn't found for some time. He needed to recharge his own humanity, his own human batteries, even though he was fully God, fully man. But he needed to recharge. I think it's a great picture of our need to recharge. And that's why we talk a lot about journaling and that time with God every day. Just um, we, we're giving out, giving out. We need to restore our batteries, whether it's emotional or physical or spiritual. We just need recharge. And doing what recharges us is very important. Getting to God and, Lord, fill me with your spirit and give me a word and encourage me. And feeling God's strength is such a big part of our culture, isn't it? Mm. So if you feel like you might have this gift, where, where do you think is a good place to get involved yeah. with in church life? How does it look? I think small groups and kids' church, are two of the ones, or youth group, just, just serving with people. I mean, this, this person needs to be with people. This is a gift, caring about people. So the way you know you have it is be, being with people. And then loving people, enjoying small groups. I've always loved small groups. Um, I've loved the interaction, watching people grow, and uh, you know, praying for people. So I think this gift is 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 revealed through being with people, and um, through through the chance to be able to pray for people and and show people how to read the Bible and just those basic things. Um, I, it it shows a passion. There's a passion there to do this, and I think without that passion. Um, maybe there's some other area you could look at 
But with this, it's like a ground, a ground level. Yeah, they love people, love being with people, love helping people. But once again, I've, I've seen some pastors who started off quite insecure or quite shy or quite – so you don't know at the beginning until you actually get involved and, and do it and, 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 and see how people you know, respond. So it's a growing area in people's lives as people get more confident around people. Here in Japan, a lot of people are raised in, in a home where there's only one child, not because that's the law, but just that's social in Japan. And they haven't had a brother or sister at home. So church is a place where they've been able to really socialize with people like themselves. And that's when we've seen in the small group, in helping kids church, just this, 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 this development of a love for people. So once again, when people come in, you don't know what gift they have. And church is just a great place uh, on, the, on the welcome team, the, the ushering team, helping people, that's being involved in, in some area with people. And then all of a sudden people saying, I really love this or I really would like to do this more, uh, probably have that pastoral gift in their life. And uh, it's a great thing. Uh, I've, you know, I've been a pastor for uh, 30-something years, 38 years, something now. No regrets. <laughs> yeah. It's it's just been great to see people growing and changing. Um, but I've also had very good leadership to show me what a what a pastor is, to show guidelines, to show boundaries we talked about. A lot of it's the modeling. You brought that up. Yeah. Um, about. yeah. So seeing a model and saying, yeah, that's really what I'd like to do more of with my life. Also, just finally... We did talk about those fivefold apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. Um, all of those are a pastor in our world. That's, that's how we sort of started this. So some temperaments are very much more into uh, structure, or we need that very much. Um, are more into uh, visionary, more into leadership, more into um, the prophetic, musical, whatever it is, gifts, gift mix. We call it pastor today, and I think it's a really good word to finish off. Uh, if it includes all of that, then the word pastor is very broad and a lot of people dealing with people, because it's always about people, will really enjoy serving the Lord with gladness, uh, which I believe is what pastors should do. Awesome. Well, I think that's a great place to uh, stop on our final topic there of We've gone through all five right now. And if you're listening and this is the only one you've heard, go back and listen to uh, the other four that that we have not mentioned today. And even the first episode, we kind of talked about the fivefold ministry gifts um, from a high level kind of overview. So as we wrap up today, Pastor Rod, this kind of series, this mini series we've been doing, any any kind of final thoughts on on all five or developing them? I just say the local church is not perfect, but it's a great place. I've always been in a great local church. And I really encourage people to be in a local church and a good church and, and serve, serve somewhere. Because in serving, we discover, we, we feel good about serving, but yeah. we also discover gifts, really be involved, love where you are. And, um, and, and the last thing I'd say is just, just keep forgiving people. People are people and I'm people. And Jesus said, you must forgive. And I think a lot of being successful in church life is just forgiving, loving, um, getting to God, being refreshed, and you will see whether this gifts rise 
I think they will. I think everybody has some gift, and I think you'll enjoy uh, church a lot more. So, yeah, be, be blessed as you serve the Lord with gladness. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone, and thank you, Pastor Rod. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.